So I say thank you, Lord. I will say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I won't try to touch that. No. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Sister Mixon. Thank you. Amen. Wasn't that awesome? Amen. God is good. This is a Holy Ghost service today. This is a real hope. We're being spirit-led today. I, that's my first time hearing her. Amen. And uh, the Holy Ghost won't ever lead you wrong. Father, we thank you for this day and this time. We ask that you would bless us in your word, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to turn your attention, hallelujah, to John, amen. Time myself today so I'm not too long. Try to do this in about 15 minutes. Why are you laughing? You don't think I can, huh? Been coming around here talking about he long-winded. Well, I'm going to show you. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. They said that's a joke. But I, I mean it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Amen. The first time for everything. Amen. All right. Okay. All right. I ain't going to. Uh, all right. Thank you. Oh, well, uh, y'all have been overruled. John, the <laughs> 14th child. We done shouted and stuff, so I probably I don't, I don't know if I'm going to shout anymore, all right? But I want to go to John, uh, the 14th chapter. And uh, just want to read a little bit here in, in John. Starting the first verse, it says, Jesus is talking here uh, to his disciples. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. Mm. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also, and whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. I want to jump down to the 12th verse or the 11th verse 
says, believe me that I am the Father in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. If you can't believe what I say, at least believe in what you've seen me do. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also, and greater works. Then these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That he may be, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world, the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also this is the word of the lord i want to talk to you today uh, from these words you are not alone you are not alone look at somebody and say you are not alone i have discovered and i have learned that one of the greatest human emotions of discomfort is that of loneliness. It is reported that a part of being properly nurtured from the moment of birth is not just being fed through milk or through some other substance, but a very great part of being nurtured and cultivated is being touched and feeling a connection and a bond. Babies cry, and there's a baby crying now. And sometimes that cry is the result of a need for food. Sometimes that cry is a result of pain. But then sometimes that cry is just a cry that says, I need to be picked up. I need to be touched. I need to know that somebody is thinking about me. I need to feel love. Anybody ever needed to feel love before? Um, people get themselves in a lot of trouble 
because sometimes they don't understand the difference between love and certain affection. I can't get no help in here today. The little girl that you are calling promiscuous and the young man who has fathered more babies than he can count. Sometimes that behavior is the result of a need for love, but it is misunderstood because many times they are looking for love, but looking for it in the wrong way and in the wrong place. We all have done something seeking validation and affirmation. I, I, know, I, I, I know we don't want to be honest in here, but we all have done something for, for somebody to, to, to say to us that we're doing a good job. You want somebody to build you up. You want somebody to compliment you every now and then. Uh, when you got dressed today, uh, you may not have gotten dressed because uh, you were concerned about what somebody else felt about your outfit but you got dressed uh, with in mind or, or in perspective the fact that somebody else would look at what you had on and bare minimal you wanted to make sure that when they looked at you even if they didn't think it was nice that they wouldn't think that something was wrong with it that's why you ironed your dress today Because if it didn't matter what people thought, then you would just come on out. If it didn't matter what people thought, when we see you and you didn't expect for us to see you because you just ran to the store for milk, you wouldn't be going down the other aisle. If it didn't matter, if it didn't matter, and I've, I've seen some of y'all. I've seen you and I didn't bother you because I know you saw me. This morning, this morning, I got up early this morning about five, uh, and I, 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 I put myself together. Um, and I try, Mother Heron, I try to, to look my best when I, when I go out the house. Most of the time I try. But, 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 but sometimes I have those moments where I just, you know, just run out. Anybody ever had a run out moment? You run out, you ran out. You tried to get them rollers out your head, but you left three. <laughs> you just ran out. You thought them big shades were going to cover up, but we wasn't going to know who you were. But we know your frame. We, can, we know your walk. We can, we can recognize you a mile away. But I got up, and, 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 and I, I was looking bad, Pastor. I was, I was looking bad. I, I was. I, but it was, you know, it was, I kind of, I put on my gym clothes. And I said, I'm just going to go and, and grab this lady. And t I said, I'll take my mother to the airport and take her to the airport. Well, first of all, she took forever to get ready because she wasn't ready when she was supposed to be ready when I went to pick her up. And so, uh, I mean, really wasn't ready, Mother Hortman, really wasn't ready. Uh, the the hat drum was still in the closet, and wasn't no hats in the in the. So that put me behind. But anyway, got to the airport, and I'm just gonna get out here. 
And lo and behold, here go all the saints. <laughs> everybody, every looked like everybody was. And so I, you know, I, I, I tried to put, you know, sometimes we want to be invisible. So I got out the car and I said, before anybody spoke to me, I said, you don't see me. <laughs> My point is that we all have a need to feel connected. We all want to feel connected. We all want to be affirmed. We, it matters to us what people feel about us. We want somebody to be able to say that they're pleased with us and they're proud to be connected to us. It's a bad feeling when you don't have no friends. Here, um, the Bible tells us that the disciples who came from various different walks of life found themselves after having had numerous relationships and friendships and family ties and connections, and how many of you know that you don't get to choose your family? And if you could choose, you may not have chosen everybody. Now, you may have kept Aunt Sally and Uncle Joe, but Cousin Bobo, you might would have done without. You don't get to choose your family, but sometimes... Even in making or being connected through blood ties, sometimes there are people that will come in your life that you will not be blood related to that will have a greater significance in your life than even those who you are blood connected to. It's, 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 it's nothing like being betrayed by your own family. That's, that's what hurts the most. Um, but everybody needs somebody. And here these disciples, I don't know all of the details of their lives. I don't know everything that they went through. But I know good enough that uh, in life, if you have lived any considerable amount of time, I know that you have dealt with disappointment. I know that you have been let down at some point and time in your life by somebody. And I can imagine that they probably had been disappointed at some point in time in their lives as well. And here they found a friend, a real friend. Somebody say a real friend. Here they found a real friend who they had spent the majority of their time with. He consumed their time. Everywhere he went, they went. Whatever he ate, they ate. Have you ever had a friend like that? We're, we're in this together. Wherever you go, I'm going. If you ain't got no money, I got you. Y'all, see, folks aren't like that anymore, but... but but, but I've, I've had some days in my life where I didn't have, and I, I thank God that, that God planted people in my life that said, I got you. I got you. I got, I got you. I got you covered. 
they had found a real friend who didn't hurt them, who didn't disappoint them, didn't let them down, never lied to them. That's serious for some of us. I can take a lot, but, but please don't lie to me. Anybody? Please don't. Please, whatever you do, just tell me the truth. I, 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 I can forgive you even though it, it, it's, it may be hard for me to do it, but I can forgive you. But please don't lie to me. But these are people who had uh, been lied to and lied on before because they were dealing with humans. And any time you deal with humans, you are subject to being hurt or disappointed because when you deal with people, they can never 100% satisfy you because they're flawed and so they're going to make mistakes. But here they found somebody who didn't let them down. And all of a sudden, have you ever been excited about something or somebody or some situation that seemed like it was just the perfect thing in your life the perfect thing you have been waiting for this come up you had lived for this to happen and everything was going smooth and all of a sudden you got the news that what you were excited about has come to a close they were excited about this relationship with Jesus and all of a sudden he took them to eat you better be careful when folks take you to eat When, when they call you and say, I need to talk to you about something, you say, okay, sure. What is it? Well, I'd rather talk about it over dinner. Anybody ever been through that? Meet me at, let's, let's go to, you know, let's go to Starbucks. Let's go to Golden Corral where they got a whole lot of food. Because, see, food for, food for us sometimes makes stuff go down easier, you know. It just makes it, you said what? Uh, we're emotional, you know, um, many of us, especially in our culture, we are emotional eaters. We eat to soothe ourselves. When you're going through, you don't want a salad. When you're going through, you don't want no salad. Amen. It could be right, but you get you some bad news. It could be right in the middle of July, 95 degree weather. You're going to bake some dressing. <laughs> Amen. You're not going to, ain't no grilled, boneless, grilled breasts. No. You're going to deep fry some chicken. And if you're going through enough, you're going to smother it. He invited them to dinner and talked to them. He said, I want you to know uh, that I love you. And um, because I love you, I got to tell you the truth. Got to tell you what's getting ready to happen. I'm getting ready to leave. That's devastating. Can you imagine? First of all, I'm, now let me just call time out. Because I know I only got 15 minutes. I'm going to call time out. 
And then when I'm done, I'm going to let the clock roll. Here are individuals where the requirement to even be his friend. Now, this is, this is what's bold about Jesus. Jesus was bold. And y'all ought to get bold sometimes and, and, and have some requirements. Everybody doesn't qualify to be your friend. That's why you keep getting disappointed. Because you don't have no requirements and no standards. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Any and everybody can come into your life. You got an open door policy and they keep hurting you and letting you down because you have such a low standard. Everybody doesn't qualify to be in your circle. Everybody does not qualify to be your friend. Everybody does not qualify to be closely connected or related to you. You ought to take inventory of the people in your life and you ought to start telling them, I got to give you a test. And if you don't pass the test, I need to get rid of you because you're toxic for me. Jesus said, if any man comes after me, the first thing he has to do is deny himself. So you got to acknowledge that this ain't about you. You have to deny yourself. You've got to walk away from every other connection that you have had. And you got to follow me. That's serious. Do you understand what he told them? Whatever kind of job you had, you got to quit your job. Some of y'all would be like, uh-uh. I ain't going to. No, this friendship ain't for me. He even said that you had to walk away from your family. And you know what? They did it. So can you imagine how they feel at this point, having left their jobs, walked away from their families, denied their own desires and needs, and have connected themselves to this individual who said that he is their friend, and that if you give up everything I'm asking you to give up, I'll take care of. See, some of y'all, you don't mind giving up some stuff, but you need to know that you're going to be taken care of. Uh, you don't mind making sacrifices, but you need to know that somebody got your back. So the Bible said that they gave up everything, and here they are now, and the one that they sacrificed for is saying that I'm leaving you. Ah, they, this was devastating for them. But Jesus said to them, let not your heart be troubled. Before you slip into this depression, before you start feeling pitiful and sorry for yourself, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Because what I am doing is I'm going away, but I'm not going away because I am abandoning you or because I am rejecting you. But I'm going away because, first of all, I have introduced you to a new lifestyle. I've introduced you to something that has literally saved your life. 
Your relationship with me is the best thing that ever happened to you. But what is more important in this time and in this season is that I have led you into a place where now you are able to connect with God. There once was a time that you were not able to connect with God, but I've led you to a place where now you're able to understand relationship on another level. I taught you what it means to have relationship on another level. And so now you don't understand relationship in the same way. You don't understand relationship the way that you used to. But now you understand that relationship is a connection in your spirit and in your soul. And so in times past where you valued and judged relationship by what you saw on the surface. Now I've taught you how to go deeper taught you what the real meaning of love is. The problem with the world today is people don't understand what it really means to love. Don't understand what love is. Don't understand how to be in love because you never have experienced love before. But the Bible said that he said that I'm going away to prepare a place for you so that you will be able to experience a better way of living. And if I go to do this, first of all, the difference between me and your other friends and your other peers and the people that you've had in your life before, how many of you today have been reluctant to trust somebody else because of the people that have let you down in your past. How many times have we gotten into relationship with people and we've said, I can't trust you because of who let me down before. Uh, many of us are stuck right now, not able to progress because you are judging people based on what's happened in your life before. Uh, yes, I know that you've been hurt. I can hear Jesus saying, uh, as the disciples are standing there saying, this happened to us before. Uh, amongst the 12 disciples, I can imagine that many of them probably say, uh, I had friendships and relationships that went this way before. Uh, many of them perhaps came out of households where mama or daddy walked away from them. And this is why this was such an important moment in their life. And now the same thing that happened happened to me before it's happening to me again uh, Jesus said if I go I'm coming back for you uh, but I can imagine that they probably may have said I heard that before uh, daddy said he was coming back but he never came back uh, mama said she was coming back but she never came back uh, he or she said that they were going to love me forever but they stopped loving me uh, they said that they wouldn't hurt me but is there anybody here uh, that has ever been given a promise to by somebody uh, that did not fulfill the promise that they made to you. Uh, they told you that they were going to be there for you. Uh, they told you that they were going to have your back. Uh, they told you that they were going to look out for you and protect you. Uh, but when you got in trouble, uh, they were nowhere to be found. Uh, you found out that they were fair weather friends. Uh, they were with you in the good time. Uh, but when times got they ran away from you have you ever been in a place where you were looking for backup you were looking for somebody to co-sign what you were saying or where you were you needed somebody to stand up for you but you ended up being your own defender you ended up 
having to speak up for yourself. Huh? And you said, I just wish somebody would stand up for me. Huh? You know me. Huh? You know the truth about me. Huh? But yet, when it's time for me to be tried, huh? nobody will stand up. Bible said that here Jesus looked at them and I can imagine that he probably told them I know that you've gone through and I know that you've been hurt let down and disappointed before but he said the first thing I want to tell you is that I'm not a friend like the other friends that you've had I want to let you know that I'm not the people that have let you down before I'm not the one that mistreated you I'm not the one that lied to you he said if it were not so I would have told you. In other words Jesus said that I don't just give empty promises. I don't just tell you things just to make you feel good. I don't just tell you things just to build you up. But whatever I tell you it's going to be the truth. And that's what I love about Jesus is that Jesus loves us so much that he doesn't even spare our feelings. Jesus loves us so much and what I love about Jesus is that he loves us just the way that we are. Is there anybody that came to Jesus just as you were? He loves us just the way that we are. But what I love about him that differs him from other individuals that have been in my life is that even though he loves me the way I am, he loves me too much to leave me that way. He loves me like I am, but then he loves me enough to confront me when I'm wrong and change me. The Bible gives us to know that Jesus said, I'm getting ready to leave. Mm. Yeah. He said, but I'm getting ready to go somewhere and I'm preparing a place for you. And the way I go, you know. Huh? But the Bible said that Thomas, Thomas was an inquisitive one. Huh? Thomas was the one that was always asking questions. Have you ever had a friend or perhaps you're that way yourself who just needs to know details? Huh? I need to know before I buy into this, huh? before I accept what you're saying, I need to know details. Are there any detail-oriented people in here today? Before I try this, you go to places and they tell you, I want to give you a sample. And before you take a sample, you say, I just need to know what's in here. And they say, well, there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you say, but is there any nutmeg in here? Is there any pepper in here? Is there any salt in here? What else is in here? You need to know everything. You're not risky. You're not daring. Thomas was that kind of individual. And usually when people have that type of inquisitive nature, it is because someone has messed over them or has tricked or deceived them in the past and so now their guard the defense is up higher because they want to make sure that you don't do to me what had been done to me before but Jesus said you know the way Thomas said how do we really know the way Jesus said you know the way because I am the way I am the truth I've never lied to you. I am all that you need. And finally, as he talks to these individuals who were lonely already because they began to hear uh, about the fact that uh, their savior, their friend, their master was getting ready to leave them. 
Now understand the significance that he had in their life. This is the same uh, Jesus that when they were sailing across the sea, this is the same friend that, that they had to wake up and, and cause him to calm the sea. This, this is the same Jesus that, that when Peter uh, was walking across uh, the water uh, and began to sing, that Jesus reached out and, and caused him not to drown in the midst of the sea. This is the same Jesus that, that when they were hungry. Uh, he saw them uh, perform miracles. They saw him take five loaves of bread and two fish and feed a multitude. This is the same Jesus that, that when they had problems and sickness in their body, this is the one that laid hands on them and healed them. This, this is the one that introduced them to things that they had never experienced before in their life. This is the one that showed them another way of living. This is the one that gave them fame and popularity before, before they met Jesus. Jesus didn't nobody know them didn't nobody know their name before they met Jesus didn't nobody know who they were before they met Jesus but now people are looking at them and saying that you have been validated by association and and this is the same one this is the one that said that he's leaving but the Bible gives us to know that Jesus spoke to them and said I want you to understand that I would not leave you comfortless mm. I'm not going to leave you by yourself. Uh, he said, but even though I'm leaving, I'm going to pray to the Father uh, that he would send you another comforter. Uh, and the comforter that is coming to you is the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the Holy Spirit is going to dwell with you for ever uh, and even though your comfort zone has been changed and the things that you have cleaved to uh, have been removed from you uh, i am teaching you how to be engaged in a relationship with god uh, so that when humankind does not stand firm in your life and present to you what you are looking for uh, you are able to dig deep down on the inside uh, and be encouraged by the power of the holy spirit uh, he said i'm going to send you the holy spirit uh, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive uh, because they do not know uh, who the holy spirit is uh, he said but when you go through in this world uh, and when you are tempted and yes you will be tempted uh, when you are tried and yes you will be tried uh, when you are lied on and yes you will be lied on uh, when you are isolated and yes you will be isolated uh, he said I want to let you know uh, that no matter what it looks like uh, no matter how you may feel uh, you are not alone uh, because I've sent to you uh, the Holy Spirit of God uh, and when Jesus before he ascended into the heavenlies uh, he told the disciples go to Jerusalem uh, and go into the upper room uh, and tarry there uh, until you are endued uh, with power from on high uh, pastor what are you trying to tell me this morning uh, what I'm trying to tell you is uh, that God promised uh, that he would never leave you uh, God promised uh, that he would never forsake you uh, God promised uh, that he would send the Holy Ghost to comfort you uh, God promised uh, that he would send the spirit 
to make intercession for you. Uh, and I'm afraid in here today uh, that many of us are still lonely. Uh, many of us are still feeling isolated. Uh, many of us are still feeling betrayed uh, and as if we're by ourselves. Uh, but perhaps it's because uh, you have not learned uh, how to receive uh, the promise of the Holy Spirit uh, because there is a place on the inside of every man, woman, boy, and girl uh, that can only be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, what, what, what am I telling you now? Uh, I'm trying to tell you that the void uh, that you may feel in your life, uh, a man or a woman cannot feel that void. Uh, I know that you're here and you say, I'm tired of being lonely uh, for my single brothers and sisters in here. Uh, and you think that a woman or a man uh, is going to satisfy the loneliness in your life. Uh, I want to let you know that you shouldn't get married uh, until you allow God to heal your wounded heart. Uh, you shouldn't enter into a relationship uh, because if you enter in broken, uh, you're just going to be a broken person in a relationship uh, trying to make somebody please and satisfy you. Uh, there are some things that can't nobody do for you uh, but God. Uh, stop walking around trying to get attention. Uh, trying to get people to make you feel good about yourself. Uh, stop trying to make people uh, be responsible for your happiness uh, and for your peace. Uh, you're just miserable. Uh, don't nobody want to be around you uh, because you're always complaining. Uh, always nagging. Uh, always getting on people's nerves. Uh, don't nobody want to talk to you uh, because you're always blaming everybody else uh, for the stuff that you want to accept the responsibility for uh, upon yourself. Uh, but the Bible says uh, that I'm going to send you uh, the comfort of the Holy Spirit uh, and late in the midnight hour uh, when you feel by yourself uh, the Bible says uh, that the Spirit uh, maketh intercession for you. Uh, is there anybody in here uh, that says ah, I need somebody uh, that will comfort me when I feel lonely. Uh, I need somebody uh, that will feel the longing in my soul. Uh, is there anybody here uh, that said, I've tried a lot of things. Uh, I've tried a lot of people. Uh, I've tried a lot of places. Uh, but what I need uh, is for my soul uh, to be satisfied. Uh, well, I come to tell you uh, that the Bible says, uh, oh, taste and see uh, that the Lord is good. I come to tell you huh, that Jesus is huh, the best thing huh, that ever happened to me. Huh. He's better than money. Huh. He's sweeter than a honey. Huh. He's a rock huh, in a weary land. Huh. He's a bridge huh, over troubled water. Huh. He's a shelter huh, in the time of a storm. Huh. He's a battle axe huh, in the time of a battle. Huh. He's a friend huh, to the friendless. Huh. He's a mother huh, to the motherless. Huh. And he promised I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He promised that the Holy Ghost would be your comforter. Is there anybody here that said, I need to be comforted? He promised to the disciples when they were afraid, wanting to know how am I going to make 
the right decision. Is there anybody here that ever had somebody that when you were in trouble, they always knew what to do. They always knew what you should say, but something happened and they were not there any longer. And you said, Lord, what am I going to do? How am I going to make it? I'm lonely. I'm by myself. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is not just a comfort, but the Holy Ghost is a guide. He'll lead you into truth. He'll tell you what to do. He'll tell you what to say. Is there anybody that the Holy Ghost has ever had to talk to you? The Holy Ghost has ever had to lead you? Is there anybody in here that said, I need to make the right choice? I need to make the right decision, but I need the power of the Holy Ghost. But the Bible says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. Is there anybody in here that said, I need the power of the Holy Ghost? I need power to live right. I need power to talk right. I need power to walk right. I need power, Holy Ghost power. I need power in the morning. Power in the noonday. Power in the evening. I come to tell you that the Holy Ghost will come in to a glad heart. If you ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will overshadow you. The Holy Ghost is able to keep you from falling. Is there anybody that say, I'm tired of messing up and making mistakes? Well, the Holy Ghost will keep you from falling. Shout glory. Shout glory. Shout glory. Shout glory. Is there anybody that said, I need my mind to be renewed? my spirit to be changed well the Holy Ghost will change you the Holy Ghost will renew you the Holy Ghost will revive you I might as well go ahead and talk about the Holy Ghost I feel the power of God in here he'll change you he'll deliver you he'll free you you're in bondage in your mind in your spirit in your emotion in your heart I dare you to lift your hand and say Holy Ghost have your way in my life Holy Ghost I need you Holy Ghost deliver me Holy Ghost help me lift your hand and say help And you say, I need the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to pray for you. You say, I, I'm feeling like this task is something that's too heavy for me. I feel isolated. I feel by myself. Got some fear. I got some things that I don't know how I'm going to tunnel through. I want to please God. I want to live for him, but I keep finding myself in the same situation over and over again. I need 
the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to wait on nobody. I want you to walk out of your seat. I want you to meet me on this altar because the Holy Ghost is available to you today. The Holy Ghost will keep you. Come on. Come on with your hands lifted. Come on to this altar. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Now, let me explain something to you today. Let me explain to you that the Holy Spirit of God is, is a gift, a free gift. You don't have to pay for it. You just have to surrender and yield to God. And when you surrender to God, the Holy Spirit will come into your life. And the more you deny yourself, the more you deny yourself, deny your flesh, the more the Holy Spirit will come and dwell amongst you. Hallelujah. While your hands are lifted, understand that the Holy Spirit will not dwell in an unclean temple. And so if you have unconfessed sin in your life, the first step is to repent for your sin. Ask God to renew you and change you and convert you and prepare you to be a vessel that the Spirit of God can live in. There's some more of you in here today. You need to be on this altar. There's at least 10 more of you. You need to be here. God wants to do a work in your life. Don't sit in your seat when you know you need deliverance. You know you need the Holy Spirit. You know you need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, you know you need it. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Slip your hands up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. While your hands are lifted, I want you to first ask God to forgive you. Come on, say, Lord, forgive me for all of my sins. Sins that I know about. Sins that I don't know about. Come into my heart. Change me. Jesus, I thank you for dying for my sins. And I accept every gift that you have for me today in Jesus' name. Now, while you